Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Never yells at me. Joe Burrow and Jesse Bates hit Sin City. Eli Apple tries to hang on. And DJ Primetime wants us to put our hands in the air. All coming up on the number one Bengals podcast with special guest host Mike Santagata joining your favorite Bengals personality suffering from cognitive decline and general misogyny, general misogyny Daddy O Mustache McDuke, uh, Dr. Hoji the Electric Smoji, and John the Spice Girl Sharon are all fighting for their own independence this week. Yeah, what an intro. Thank you. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Eddie McDuke. I'm joined, as always, by, excuse me, Brina Janskuski, and I have a very good friend, one of my favorite co-hosts, Mr. Mike Cantata Santagata. Let's say Cantata, obviously. So Bridget Jankars, and I was tripped up by your own general misogyny in the intro, and we'll let Mike, Mike, introduce yourself, own your own name. Yeah, Mike Santagata. It's uh, Americanized from Italian. You know, it was his. <laughs> yeah, beautiful operatic voice, beautiful analysis, and beautiful man. Love having him on the show. And he's going to bring it in terms of the analysis today. We're going to talk about Eli Apple and how much we can expect out of him because Mike wrote a great article for Sports Illustrated a couple of months ago about Cam Taylor Britt. And so he's going to tell us how he thinks that competition is going to play out. But first of all, we have to talk about Brinkstar TV because they have a show. It's called Conspiracy Now, right, Courtney? And on that show, they talk about all sorts of fascinating conspiracies. If I'm not mistaken, they had one about uh, recent ALF sightings. And they also have a lot of conspiracies about pizza. It's very interesting. A lot of things about pizza I didn't know, the, what it is code for, where people have pizza, what that really means, the hormones that the pizzas put into your body and the changes they cause in human beings. Very interesting conspiracies on Conspiracy Now on Brinkstead TV. But also we want to ask people to share this show with their friends. So obviously you subscribe, you leave a comment, turn on notifications, and chat in the chat box, but, and super chat, of course, we love the super chats. And uh, by the way, it is the, the Sheeran family birthday week. It's John and his, uh, and his mom's birthday this week. So if you want, send them a gift in the super chat or join us on patreon.com. Happy birthday, John's mom. Yes, and I will buy a piece of birthday cake and eat it in honor of their birthday with that money. So, finally, we just want to say this. Yes, in addition to all that stuff, make sure that you tell your friends about this show because I imagine they will like it and uh, that is the easiest way to find people like you, our loyal fans. All right, so let us get right to the news. So Joe Burrow and Jesse Bates and Chidobe Awizia, they went to watch UFC, and I think it's a reference to KFC. So UFC, 11 Secret Proverbs and Advices. 11 Secrets. I think it's the uh, ultimate fight, ultimate fried chicken. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Thank you. See, this is why I love Mike. He gets it. And so they go to watch this UFC game. I don't know what that is, but they did that. And uh, obviously, a lot of love between Mr. Joe Burrow and Jesse Bates and Shidobe. And what we're hoping is, what comes out of this, is that Jesse's emotions will overtake him and he'll forget about money and monetary value and material things and just sign the deal. What do you guys think? Mike, what do you definitely, think? Yeah. yeah, definitely possible. I mean, maybe he, he won big out there in Las Vegas, doesn't need the money. Uh, could be maybe, you know, he found good love with uh, his friends, Joe Burrow and Chido Bay, Ouzier. And hey, Vegas is a place you could find love, you could find money, you could find a whole bunch of things that he's looking for. I think it's definitely possible that this uh, male bonding trip was much more than meets the eye. Mike, do you yeah. think there was anything... So Joe Burrow specifically mentioned that they were going on this trip and that presser, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Like, they asked asked him about him and Jesse Bates, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to Vegas. Like, he, he was very public about that in, in this trip and them hanging out. Do you think there's any, like, method to to that publicity? Yeah, I think... Uh... I mean, I'm sure he did try to talk to him, just you know, just build the community family of like, don't you want to be here with us? And, you know, we we hang out, we go here. You like hanging out with uh, your friend in the secondary, Chidobe Uzie, and, of course, Joe Burrow, who doesn't want to hang out with Joe Burrow. So I think there is a little bit of uh, salesmanship in the trip. But overall, it's probably more just uh, I know Joe Burrow is a big UFC fan, and the other two are probably just like, yeah, we'll go with you. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess I guess the question is this, because Joe Burrow said, we want the deal done for him, and I don't want the franchise tag. We want him here long term. I guess, I guess, is Burrow maybe then trying to send a message to management? Like, you know, this is my best friend. I love this guy. I want him on my team. He means a lot to me. Just give him the long term deal. Sure. I think uh, anytime you're a quarterback that you're going to have to pay and he's you want to keep happy. Otherwise, I mean, the city probably burns down if he leaves. So, yeah, if he's showing that, no, I really like this guy. I'm not just paying lip service to the media uh, to try to get him paid. Like, I, this is actually my friend and it'd be awesome if he stuck around. He's a good player. So I think there's a little bit there's just a little bit of push of just to the media, maybe even to the fans who are real harsh on Jesse, they see like, well, Jesse's still friends and cool with Burrow and Cheeto. It's like, it's not some big deal that everybody makes it out to be how he doesn't want to be part of the team or he doesn't care about the Bengals. It's it's just all business and he's got two, two important guys pulling for him. Yeah. Well, speaking of important guys pulling for you, Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show talking about the Bengals getting back to the Super Bowl and he had a little debate with his friends on the show and they brought up the stats of all these quarterbacks who lost their first Super Bowl never getting back to the Super Bowl and he, they brought up all these stats and, and they said okay you know he said okay, which one's more likely is he the more next Marino or is he the next Brady Montana these guys who make multiple Super Bowls and Rich Eisen 
So now we're talking about getting back to the Super Bowl. He he t he said, "Hey, it's more like that he gets back to multiple Super Bowls." And basically, he said, "Look, you guys, you guys are thinking about." I have it here. He says that the uh, owner is a dinosaur, and I think what yeah he means that uh, obviously dinosaurs very valuable in terms of petroleum. And I think if we had a dinosaur, like an alive dinosaur, everyone would think the Bengals were dope. Yeah, and it would make the franchise, I think, more marketable. But I don't think Agreed. that's what he means. But yeah, but so he said they have an owner who's a dinosaur. And he said, you know, he said, look, it doesn't matter. That's in the past. You're thinking of the old Bengals. He said, all of that is gone because of Burrow. And he said that. It is changed for a long as time. It's changed for as long as time or something. I don't, I don't know. It said for a long as time. And basically what he's saying is that, look, Burrow changed the culture. Don't, don't bring up the other stuff. He said, you know, don't make it about the Bengals franchise. And then he did a poll on his Twitter that where it said 91.4% of people agreed that he's more likely to make the super, more Super Bowls they never make it back. I, of course, am all in on Joe Burrow. As you can see, I have the bobblehead over there behind me on the right. Over there, you can see my. my it's Joe a Carson Palmer bobblehead. It's not a Carson Palmer. No, it's not. It's not a Carson. I mean, maybe what happened, Mike, I think, was that Joe Burrow was. Don't asleep. rehash this. Don't rehash this. I think what happened, I just want to explain to Mike, I think that when the sculptor or artist was, was crafting this, Joe Burrow sneezed, or maybe he was vomiting, and that face that he made ended up making him look like Carson Palmer. That's what I'm guessing happened. But at any rate, it's not a Carson. That's probably Palmer. the most likely scenario. Yeah. See that, do you see, Bridget? Do you see why why we bring Mike on the show? Yes. But look, I agree with Rich Eisen. I definitely think that Joe Burrow is going to be back to many Super Bowls, and. Uh, I, I, I want to get Mike's take. I know we don't know the future, but I mean, look, when you look at the other quarterbacks that didn't make it back, I mean, we're talking about guys like Rex Grossman and I don't know, the guy for the Panthers, you know, Jake DeLome. I mean, come on, come on. This is not a comparable situation. Yeah, I mean, to make it back, they just have to find a way to face the Chiefs again, in the AFC Championship, right? They're not going to lose to them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, a lot of people talk about the Bills, but I mean, I feel like the Bills, they talk about the Bills a lot and Josh Allen a lot, but people forget what they did before those last five minutes. Wasn't that impressive? They didn't have a very consistent offense or, and the defense got torched in the end. I don't, I don't really get the hype with the Bills yet, but all right. Look, Bridget, what do you think about this? I think they're definitely going back to multiple Super Bowls. I mean, you've got a strong talent in Burrow and that's, indisputable but i think the dinosaur or not i think that's cruel to mike brown yes the the bengals have had a tough 30 some years but they're building this team around burrow they've built a strong offense they've built a strong defense it's not just Joe Burrow's Bengals. I think we've got a number of players that stand on their own. And so this team's going back, Joe Burrow's going back, and he's going to take a heck of a lot of players with him. And so our Cincinnati Bengals are going back to the Super Bowl a bunch of times. I'll say it. 
I'll go at least five times in the next 15 years. I'll say it. You heard it here first. So I I clicked, I clicked yes on Eisen's Twitter poll, whatever the heck that's called. So indisputable. Yeah, I agree. I think it is almost all borough, but I agree with the rest of your statements. Look, I want to talk about Drew Chrisman. He's a rookie punter from Ohio State. And it was just yesterday, they had a lot of explosions, and it turns out he was responsible for them. Mike, you know, he's, he's in the family business of fireworks, just to make that clear. Not, I didn't want to make him sound like a, you know, a dangerous a threat to society. But Mike, what, what do you think about his story? The fact he's so hardworking and all that, do you think you could see him starting as the punter on opening day? I think it'll be Huber. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, even if he's got the great leg, it's just everything with uh, Huber and his holding and how much that's going to matter for the continuity with Evan McPherson. So I don't think Chrisman wins the job, but I wouldn't be shocked. I'd just be surprised. He's got he's got a booming leg, though. And uh, if they're just looking for somebody that's going to kill the ball, hit it 60 yards with four seconds of hang time, then that's probably Chrisman. But uh, everybody else, I don't know. If you're looking for consistent holding and things that you know aren't as sexy, uh, that's that's Huber, and I think that'll end up winning him the job. Yeah. Okay. Well, that settles that. Well, it was fun when I <laughs> saw the little tweet about him and his family. But I guess his dreams and his family's dreams are crushed. Back to the, you know, the uh, <laughs> fireworks store for him. Okay. I want to get to the main topic for tonight, which is Eli Apple. Look. I saw Eli Apple's improvement around the middle of the season, and I started writing about it and talking about it. And a lot of people thought I was being sarcastic, and they, they, they got very angry. They said, oh, come on, Eli Apple is, I don't want to say what they said, but it's very insulting. And I feel like a lot of it is about reputation, his bad reputation as a pro, whereas he was a first-round pick, he has the talent, and now he's in a system, he's on a team with that, that believes in him, that put the pieces around him, and he thrived. I mean, look, he had the important tipped pass in the playoffs, where it was the Titans game, I think, right? And he had, uh, you know, he had, he, had the, he had that important tackle in the goal line against the Chiefs before the end of the first half. And Mike, you have a few plays you want to bring up about his, his, his best performances from this season. But I, I saw a guy who really didn't get torched the way people thought. I mean, he wasn't a, a shutdown corner, but he was very solid. And I think the the Rams game, I want to hear you talk about that too. I think that going up against Cooper Cup, yeah, he didn't shut him out. But, I mean, what's he supposed to do? I mean, a couple of those those touchdown passes were super short touchdown passes, and, and the refs gave him like eight or nine tries. So go ahead, Mike. Just break down the film of Eli Apple, please. Yeah, let's uh, put up the first clip here. And you'll see he was almost even more of a of a hero in these playoffs this was the play right before the von bell interception and you can see him squatting yeah yeah in overtime he's squatting on this he see he's seen mahomes throw this a few times they've run this concept snag and he knows mahomes wants that little sit route so he sits on the sit route and Mahomes fires it over there. And we almost had an Eli Apple pick six to end the AFC championship game, which that's really what I was rooting for. I mean, what we got was awesome, but hey, I, if Eli Apple could have ended it himself, the internet would have exploded. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the second clip um, is similar here. Not the playoffs, but you're going to watch him. He's going to sit down, play in uh, cover two. He sinks underneath this corner route, and he does come away with the interception. So he has some hands. He doesn't always drop it. He can come away with an interception here, plays smart football to – so he's smart football to get underneath that corner route and get his hands on the ball. Uh, I don't know. I think Eli Apple is a solid player. I thought he was solid all of last year. He was a first round pick. He clearly hasn't really worked out anywhere else, but I mean, you can roll the the third clip here and you'll see just, it wasn't like one play where he made some big play. We talked about the Titans game where he made the game winning interception here. Look at him get up there and break up another pass again he's just he's playing smart i don't think that's a way that a lot of former teams would have described eli but that's what i'm seeing is a a smart heady corner putting himself in the right place let's get to the last play which i think is actually my favorite and uh it's just because they there's a lot of talk about how chase claypool has all those measurables similar to calvin johnson right because he's big and he's fast but eli apple he bullied him um so against the Steelers in the regular season. Yeah. And this was obviously the Steelers were uh, knocked out of the first round, so couldn't be the playoffs. <laughs> they were terrible last year. But And you're talking about this is the home game or the away game that we played them? This is the home game. And uh, Chase Claypool tries to run a go route to the outside, and Eli Apple puts a hand on him, <laughs> pushes okay. him to the ground, okay. and uh, the ball just sails beyond it. But, you know, he's he's smart. He's tough played good football last year i i get not trusting him because he's never really i mean he's never really had a season like last year let alone two good seasons in a row but to me i would trust that he's going to be a solid corner again this season and i think that's a big reason why they weren't reaching for somebody at the end of the first round so he starts over cam taylor Britt in your estimation I think so. I think the coaching staff likes him a lot more than the fans do. I think wow. I think Luke, Coach Louie Anarumo and all those guys, they, they see a solid starting level corner, and you're not sure if a late second-round rookie is going to be able to give that to you, even if that guy has more potential. So he gets an extension after this year, you think, or is he going to get a big deal somewhere else? I think it'll have to be somewhere else because they are probably thinking Taylor Britt is the long-term answer at corner. I just think that for this year with their Super Bowl aspirations, it's definitely possible that Eli Apple is more likely to be the better player this season. Well, I love it. I, I love Apple's – I like his confidence. I, I like I like the fact that – I like his redemption arc, and I think he really fits in on the team. So I, hearing it from Mike, who's the ultimate authority – on the Bengals, the top analyst of the Bengals. It, it, he knows way like, much more than you do, Daddyo. Well, I meant top analyst, obviously outside the show, because we have we have me. We it have sounds Roger. like he like reads stuff and watches stuff, which is he reads, more yeah, than he reads what. Actually, no, I use Mike's tweets and articles <laughs> in like half of my articles. I just exactly. Reha- yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Just summarize them, but that means I recognize game. Game recognize game. That's what. It <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, that was a great breakdown. And speaking of breakdowns. Do I get to break it down now? You can break it down, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that was a very great story about Eli Apple and about the actual like game. 
But I think I've got like the real story and I've got the highlight. So for Daddy O Cares this week, I am so excited. I think I've got the coolest guest um, who is just announced as the official DJ for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for the upcoming season. And as a season ticket holder, um, that's right, Daddy, I'm the elitist who gets to be in the stadium because they don't let you in. I'm so excited to welcome DJ Primetime, who is also the official DJ for FC Cincinnati. And DJ Primetime, you got robbed on Wednesday by all those goals they kept pulling back. Uh, and not letting you do your thing. Um, but we've got DJ Primetime on to talk to us about what it's going to be like to just like hype the stadium up. So welcome, DJ Primetime. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for all, thank you all for having me. So I got to tell you all first, uh, this man just like let me send him a message and I was like, hey, will you be on this really weird podcast show we have? And he was like, yeah, I'd love to. So first off, thank you, because most people are like, mm, this is weird and I don't know if I'm going to do it. So thanks it's for coming. Not, I don't, the self-deprecating stuff, I don't like, Bruce, you're, you're not, it's not that you're weird. I wouldn't say that. No, it's that you're Maybe weird. A, no, I mean, a little bit nitpicky, a little bit, a little bit aggressive. The comments, the bossy, maybe, but a little fascist. I, mean, I wouldn't say you're fascist. Maybe I'd say you're fascist. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, I apologize, DJ. It's it's very nice to have you on the show, and uh, and and we are very excited about what you're going to bring this season. We have so much energy going for the team right now, and you're just going to amplify that. Yes. And so I'm definitely looking forward to getting started. You know, like you said, the team has a lot of energy around it, you know, especially coming off of last season. And, you know, the whole city's behind the team right now. And I'm just hoping that I can bring and add my little part to it to help us get back to the Super Bowl and actually win it this year. So what that's my big question for you is like, what what are you bringing? So as you think about like how you set it up the like I don't know if it's a set list or like how you set up the whole game day experience. Like, what are you thinking about and what are you teeing up for fans, whether they come to every game, whether they have season tickets or whether they're able to just come to one game? Like, what's that experience you're setting up for us? So for me, my biggest thing, you say, like you said, I DJ for FC Cincinnati also. So energy is a big thing for me. You know, I love playing in stadiums. I love playing in front of big crowds of people, and I love bringing energy. So that's a really big thing that I want to bring to this, um, you know, bring to Paul Brown this year is just a lot of energy. Like, I want to be a party atmosphere. I want everybody in their seats having fun. Actually, I want everybody out of their seats having fun, cheering, dancing, celebrating lots of touchdowns. And um, also, I also want to bring a new twist on a lot of the older traditions. I know that there's some very traditional things that a lot of the fans are not really fans of, you know, like the touchdown song, which is <gasps> in the drum all day. I, a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of like requests that we need to change that. But again, okay, that's okay, like a, that's like a tradition though. So those are the things that I want to keep those things. For sure, I definitely want to keep them, but give it like a new twist, like a modernized, you know, like the fan base is getting younger and, um, you know, especially after last season, you know, there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon right now. So, um, you know, inclusion with everybody is a huge thing with me also. 
Um, I know that, you know, me DJing for the soccer team, that's a very international sport. So I play like a lot of international music there. But within Paul Brown, um, you know, like I said, just very, very high energy, very high energy all, all the time. So from the time that you walk in to the time that you leave, you know, you should walk out like I need to go to bed. Like I'm <laughs> I had I a love great it. day. I love it. I'll just say I've noticed that the past, I don't know, year and a half since around January 2021, the country has been very low energy. You know, from about 2016 <laughs> to 2020, it was a high energy country. And then I don't know what happened, but it's kind of like a sleepy, low energy country. Don't, and I, and don't I feel like you're, it's a very astute observation. <laughs> and I think that, I think I was thinking 2024 is when we would get our energy levels back up, but you're oh. saying we can do it faster than that. Oh, we're, we're coming right back. We're coming right Burn back. Burn it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh. It, yeah. yeah. Prime time. I've got a question for you. So like when we're at, I don't know, when you're at a club and like, I, I feel like you can kind of feed off a crowd, the crowd's feeding off the DJ, but at a stadium, I mean, it's a way bigger venue, I assume. So I don't know if you saw this. I shared a creepy picture of you at a seed game because like you're, you're a little, you're a little more out there. I assume at Paul Brown, you're probably up like further from the crowd when you're at a venue like that how can the crowd still like hype you up how what's that kind of like transactional way that the dj and the crowd can still feed off one another at a venue where it it doesn't feel as interactive like at a club or something a little bit more intimate yeah well for me it's you know i just feel the energy from the crowd you know like it's like you said my setup is a little bit different. You know, I'll be, I'll actually be in the press box at Bengals games, but I'm still, you know, still crowd level. I'm still, you know, where our windows open. So I'm still, I'm overlooking the crowd. Um, and I just, I just kind of read the crowd. It's just something I've done for a really long time. And, um, just situational things that I kind of know where to go and where not to go and what to do and what not to do. It's just like, for instance, like a first down is different than a fourth down or a big third down. Um, so those are the kind of, kind of situationally things that, um, and it's a learning process for me too. So like the first game is not going to be like the third game, you know, like, um, I'm going to, it's, it's going to be a trial and error with me for sure. Like some things might not work at first, so just be patient with me. But, you know, again, but I'm trying to get to the point so when we do make the playoffs that the energy is perfect in that in that in Paul Brown. Love it. Yeah. Election season is perfect time. But I just want to say something real quick. Uh, I want to know about the logistics, financial side. So I don't know a lot about DJing, but I know there's a lot of record scratching and that can cost a lot of money, a lot of wasted resources. And I want to know if Bengals front office has made any uh, suggestions for maybe for for avoiding that sort of damaged property, those kind of expenses, any any sort of guidance they've offered in that regard. So you're asking as far as like licensing for songs? No, no, no. I'm saying actually the damage, the scratching the records. Oh, he thinks you're actually scratching real records. <laughs> so okay. I do use real turntables, but I use digital records. So everything comes okay. from my computer. The actual record itself, not many DJs use needles anymore. We actually, there's way newer technology. We still get to use turntables and get to use vinyl, but it's all digitally now. So do you, do you have to bring that technology yourself or do they provide that for you? So I will, I'll provide it all myself. Wow, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. yeah. I guess another question is in terms of copyrights, right? So you guys, 
lot, very expensive to use the music. We on our show, because we want to monetize the show to make about four, between four dollars and for the, for you may say four and a half dollars per show. But if we use copyrighted material, we can't monetize it. So we have like Hindi versions of songs. And I found, actually I found a, a really good version of the uh, jungle, what do they call it? Welcome to the jungle in, in Swedish. And you can use that and you don't have to pay the copyright fees. So is that something that the team has perhaps proposed? Well, thankfully, the NFL has a lot of money. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. It's only if it's televised that the televisions have to worry about it. You know, they they that's that's on their end. As far as in the stadium goes, pretty much anything goes in the stadium. And then um, if the cameras pick it up or if the microphones pick it up from, you know, any of the networks, then they have to work that out all on their end. As far as I go, I just play the music. Great. Okay, well, I want to give Mike. So Mike is the, the brainiac here. He's going to ask <laughs> something, probably he's going to blow your mind. But Mike, any questions for the DJ? No. My only question, I feel like you answered it. It was just with the feel of the crowd. It's just, you ever have something that you're about, that you feel like you're about to play, but then you just get a vibe from the crowd. You're like, no, we're going to do this one instead. Like, I don't know. You, you you see them, you're supposed to play something. You're like, it's time for Katy Perry's roar. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, there's a lot of times where I do play something and I'm like, okay, they're not reacting to it the same way that I thought they were. So then I have to switch it up like really quickly. I mean, that happens all the time. Like I said, it's trial and error and, you know, like I said, just be patient with me. Um, I'm definitely coming in. I'm going to be prepared as possible if that first preseason game comes. But again, you know, that's it's a warm up for the team, and it'll also be warm up for our whole production side of it. Um, of it also. So, uh, prep time before you tell all of our viewers or listeners where we can check you out, whether it's in Cincinnati or on social. What is like one song or a gimmick? I know you told us some things that you might tweak or update. What is one thing we can absolutely expect not to hear in the stadium this Ooh, fall? That's a great question. Oh, that's a really, really, really good question. I don't know. I don't know if I can really answer that because man, I don't, I, I'm very diverse when it comes to music. So there may be things that you might hear that you never thought that you would ever hear. So I don't know about anything that you won't hear. Um, as long as the answer is not Bruno Mars, I'm good. Okay. You might hear some. That might be earlier in like pregame. You might. You might. But I mean, I'm open to play pretty much anything. Again, like I said, I'm just, I'm just going to be trying it out. And well, I would send you my mixtape, sir. Okay, yeah, please do. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of theme music on the show that I would like to monetize. So when the NFL plays it on TV, that'd be great. I'd send you have to get to paid you. for it. <laughs> Speaking of monetizing, Mr. Primetime, real quickly, we have to do this. Otherwise, they... Uh, Bridget, will, she will get very upset. But we have a patreon.com slash Sports and all of... The Bengals fans out there, they should go there and sign up to patronize the show. Treat us patronizingly. Uh, and, um, and You've taught easy. everybody that very well. Yes, and basically basically, what we said was earlier in the show is it's, it's John Sheeran. He's our analyst. It's his birthday and his mom's birthday this week, and they're celebrating. But, you know, I feel like we need uh, people to really show their love and support by donating to patreon.com so I can buy something to celebrate the birthday for, much like you give kids presents on Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I want to celebrate, but obviously we don't have enough patrons. So I, I 
implore you and the entire Bengals nation, all the people who listen to your beautiful music, to do so. All right. I think can, that's all we got. Yeah. Daddy, can DJ Primetime tell people where they can follow him and check him out in Cincinnati, please? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so all my social media is the exact same. It's just at Primetime. That's P-R-Y-M-T-I-M-E. Spell it just a little bit different. It's P-R-Y-M-T-I-M-E. And again, I'm very easy to get in contact with. If you have any suggestions for music, for this upcoming season, if you have any problems, any suggestions, any ideas, I'm open and I will take all those social, those suggestions back to our production team and we will discuss them. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Thank well, we you hope for you. putting yeah. up with Daddy-O. Yeah. If you have any HR complaints, you just, we'll talk about those. Yeah, I'm really sorry. You know. about, yeah, I'm really sorry about it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Well, if you stick around, we'll, we'll chat after the show. If you, oh, there he goes. Okay, well. For Mike Santagata, my favorite NFL analyst in the world, and HR M.W. McDook. Don't forget to subscribe, like, turn on notifications, leave comments, and what else? What else can I do? Share with your friends. Yeah, do that. And look, read Mike's articles on Sports Illustrated, like I do, and just give him credit. Don't plagiarize him. All right, that's all Thank we you. have. We will see you next time. So long. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.